welcome to Unraveling Crypto, the podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie. If you're curious about Web3 but don't know where to start, you're in the right spot. I know how full your life is already, and I also know how much freedom this expansive space can offer. Each episode, we bring on Web3 experts to share what they love. Through easy conversation, we cover topics like financial literacy, blockchain, and how to use these in practical ways. It's not just about technology, but about who is building it and why it's being built. Welcome back, everyone, to Unraveling Crypto. Today's episode with Albert, who is the CEO of Web3 Startup Lab on Stacks, was filled with insights, takeaways, and wisdom on how to overcome challenges and adversity, especially when you are a founder or you want to start a new project where you have an idea that you want to develop. And the parallels between self-growth and self-improvement and getting started on any project or in the startup world was really illuminating. Let's dive right on in. Hi, Albert. Welcome to Unraveling Crypto. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you, Vane, for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah. So um, let's get started. Well, before we go into a little bit of context of how we know and got connected, what are you most grateful for right now? Oh, wow. What am I most grateful for right now? I think I'm grateful for all the the students that went through the cohort one, all the mentors that contributed, uh, the Stacks Foundation, um, and Mm. also the the previous course that we ran as well that helped me and my team get to where we are today. So yeah, in general, grateful for all the relationships that came into play to help us. Yeah. Okay, so for context for everyone, um, Albert is the founder of the pre-accelerator in stack so it's like the web3 startup lab and um i was part of the first cohort that ran this summer um along with melanie and it was it was so insightful honestly i think the the teachings and the learnings from that was quite powerful learning a lot about pivoting and maybe we're in we we have an idea but it's not necessarily going to be developed right now. So we need to reiterate and think about it. And um, instead of just wasting resources or kind of going for it with an idea that we have. So that was quite powerful. Um, There's many more teachings and I want to share a little bit of what I learned throughout. But um, I want to like, before we get started again, (laughs) what's your superpower? So this is a question I always ask guests, like that one thing that comes most natural to you that you've done probably since you were a little kid. Hmm. I don't know if it's a superpower, but I, I see that I tend to um, jump into things after only probably understanding 10% and I'll figure out the rest in progress. So maybe that's uh, part ignorance, but it's probably also part bravery. I don't know which one it is. There's a fine line between. <laughs> but so I think that, that has given me a, a big edge in everything I do. The other thing I think that maybe um, that comes more naturally to me is, is connecting people, right? It's connecting Ooh. people. Uh, and, you know, very, very closely linked to that superpower is that I, I think I have a, um, 
a gift for for seeing the beauty or talent in people. So I, yeah. I tend to know who I should match people up with, right? And then one plus one becomes maybe three or maybe eleven or more, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably helping people become the best versions of them of, the, of themselves. Maybe is my superpower. Yeah, I like that superpower. Okay, so Amber, um, could you share with us a little bit of your background and what you do and what led you into the Web3 rabbit hole? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the, long, the long story short is I know Trevor Owens. We were friends from a long time ago. And before we started the startup lab, the Web3 startup lab, um, about eight and a half years ago now, almost nine years ago, I had a small consultancy that helped people turn their ideas into startups. Mm. And then they would they could try to go to Accelerator. So this is like basically no-fly zone for, for accelerators and investors. And my consultancy would help them bridge that gap. And then yeah. Trevor one day took a look at my business model. He says, you know what? Why don't you just turn into a pre-accelerator and just do groups of people at a time, bring in mentors, et cetera, right? And then so between then and now, we became the longest running pre-accelerator, not just in Shanghai, but in all of China at 21 cohorts. And our, actually, our 22nd cohort was the all Web3 on Stacks startup lab. Yeah, so the, that first cohort on Stacks was actually our 22nd cohort. That's mm. in a nutshell how we, how we got here. Yeah. 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 And what was it that, like, what was that one thing that kind of... <laughs> made you say yes to crypto like going from <laughs> like yeah like what was it other than of course trevor who i can see is very convincing <laughs> you know honestly i was very resistant to it for a long mm. time like trevor had talked to, to me about it many many years ago and of course a lot of friends have said you got to get into this you got to get into this but um before the vision of the um the pre was to to keep things agnostic uh, we had about 50-50 female-male ratio, and we had online, offline, Web3, Web2, um, like traditional business, um, you know, startup business. It's just agnostic, right? And we wanted to create a very diverse uh, environment for for founders to, to um, cross-pollinate and thrive and create better stuff. And what actually happened was like a series of things. One is... As probably some of you know, the the um, climate, the policies in China have become um, very strict on crypto. Mm. Okay, and uh, in this aspect, has almost halted all innovation. So, as an innovator, I felt that you know, is I had to go to a, a better environment that's more conducive or more supportive of innovation. And about the same yeah. time, um, Trevor reached out last year. He said, "Albert, we we just finished our first uh, first uh, uh, cohort, and we have this huge overflow of applicants that we couldn't even take. You have to do the pre-accelerator, and I'll do the accelerator, yeah. and this is going to be the perfect, <laughs> perfect combination, right? So, like you said, Trevor was very convincing, um, and and I just took the plunge. I mean, it took me a few months to to really get around to it, but um, but in the end, we." You know, I, I, I made the full, you know, all in jump in March of this year. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's that's like a, a quite powerful story just because like I think uh, most people are the early adopters too. like there's been some resistance and then they go in and um, 
I think that's really, really that's that's relatable to people currently right now. There's, you know, friction or resistance, and when they hear other people say that, oh, they've been through that. Okay, I'm not the only one here who may find something sticky before going in. I mean, and especially because you pivoted your business. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 having like a good friend there first because you know it is sort of like like you know it's hard to wrap your head around like like crypto. What does that mean? Bitcoin. How yeah. is this like like? digital currency <laughs> worth so much money, right? <laughs> and, and because it's, it's not something that is, you know, in our everyday lives, it's, 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 it's there in the ether, in that virtual space. There's a general, um, for me, it was like a distrust towards it, right? Yeah. But because there's a friend there, then, well, he's there and he's he's doing all right. <laughs> so let me totally try also, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so it didn't really answer, like, you know, like I don't think anyone really knows like, 100% about crypto before they get in. It's usually they have a shot, yeah. right, <laughs> to bring them into the fold. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. A hundred percent with that. Um, so just so everybody knows a little bit, Trevor is um, a managing partner at Stacks Ventures in the Stacks. Um, ecosystem and he runs along with other really incredible humans the stacks accelerator um so just for people to get a little bit of context um okay so what do you what would you say um i think when i think about you and and having um so many groups and teams come through you and seeing many ideas like how do you define success um in any type of field or even for yourself, but also like as you're helping um, founders get started? That's a really good question. I'd like to sort of reverse engineer that question. Okay. Uh, maybe start with uh, with with my definition. There's, you know, maybe a million or infinite definitions yep. of success. But if we're talking about maybe, because I think a startup is not, it shouldn't be someone's like entire life. It should be like an intersection between your life and work, right? And and I think uh, success is defined by three factors. One, I think the most important is to have friends and people you care about to enjoy that success with you, right? That I think that's the most most important, right? And then the second is creating something that is is super super useful to people in society. And as a byproduct, you make a ton of money from that. Right? So that's the three <laughs> things, right? It, it, so the first one was the most important. Enjoy it with a group of friends that you care about, family, friends, people that you meet on, like when you're on your journey to success. Two, create yeah. something super useful for people. And as a byproduct, number three, you make a ton of money. So if we backtrack that to, to um, I guess, the startup world, uh, and if you keep backtracking that, reverse engineered down to like the idea stage, which is where yeah. uh, the startup lab starts is with people with ideas, right? Um, so we we help you build all three of those. And actually, I think the most important thing is to learn in a peer-to-peer -peer environment because you want to have those peers to enjoy your success along with your family and friends, right? Yeah. When you do make a ton of money because you created something super useful for society. And the second thing, create something super useful. And, and, um, you're a super good student. And because you sort of, you know, in the beginning, you, you summarize very well, um, like the, like the, like the, like the key point or the spirit of what we're trying to do. And, and that is, it's not, you know, it's, it's about pivoting, but
But you know, on a on a more fundamental level, when we pivot, what are we doing? We're actually changing our our thought pattern. We're creating a new habit. Yeah. Right. So I believe innovation or like you, success in any industry is more about self-efficacy, or if we use more plain terms, the ability for us to change our habits. Are we able to change yeah. our habits? Right. Because if we want to go somewhere we've never been before. We better believe that we have to develop new habits, new skills to get there. Right. And, and so it doesn't matter like what industry we're in or if you're a founder or, or doing whatever. If, if we want to reach the top, one thing is for sure, no matter what we do, there's going to be obstacles every step of the way. Right? So the, the idea is like once you solve this problem, you will go up one level. But then what's waiting for you at, this, at the next level? Another problem. And a lot of times those <laughs> yeah. problems are completely out of our imagination or out of our, our, our current knowledge right so what yeah. we're forced to do is we gotta wow there's a new problem i gotta learn something real quick and i gotta change my habit to adapt to solve this problem all <laughs> right but it's only good enough for that step <laughs> because once we yeah. go up another step we're we're, we're encountering the same thing right so it's really about how quickly we can how rapidly we can develop new habits and that's what yeah. the Park lab is, is geared to do to help people do that yeah I think, wow, this you summarize this so beautifully and um, there's so many different questions. But I guess the first one with this is like, how do you, like what's the mental attitude for someone that can overcome those challenges rather than being kind of defeated by them? Because um, I, I think often when we're starting an idea, like you said, whether it is a business or something else, we meet all these challenges and obstacles and we feel so defeated. Like what's, um, yeah, what's the different attitudes or the mental shift you have to have? Well, I think, I think um, like you have those skills, right? In the beginning, you could, you could see who, who has the grit to move forward. Right, because uh, mm. it, it, the beginning is about research, right? And what happens yeah. is like we'll research and we'll become aware of some things and we'll find out, well, oh, that wasn't that great of an idea, right? And that's sort of like a punch <laughs> in the stomach, yeah. and you're like, <sighs> like you, of course, like it's spent you spent energy on it, so of course there's some disappointment there, right? But then some people they 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 get stuck in the disappointment and they shut down, mm. right? While others they okay, I'm disappointed, but okay, take a little rest next. Tomorrow, let's start again. Let's start again yeah. and do it again, right? And you know, we don't really know where it's going to take us, but but so there's also like this a little like um, I don't know if it's called self confidence or faith in oneself, right? I don't like look, make a mistake, fall, get back up, and do it again. So yeah. So and 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 in the beginning, that that takes some grit, um, but it also takes uh, like I, I don't know really how to explain it, but maybe the best way is. Like a in, in innate self confidence or or trained self confidence to the point where yeah. I had the faith that if I do this enough times, I'll eventually figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think something that happens even to me when I went through it, and and I saw it in other peers that you have this really this idea, and you kind of are attached to it, and when you come up with the research that you find. You find it's new findings, meaning that you can't stick to that. It's so hard to let go of that idea because you've put so much time and effort <laughs> and also like this like expectation of what you thought it needed to be. <laughs> um, like what's your advice for anybody that's kind of facing that right now? Oh, wow. 
Um, the hmm. I think if people get stuck in in that pitfall, sometimes it's because we are thinking too much. Right, like maybe trying to project what's supposed to happen, or getting stuck with another type of thinking. So instead of filling our minds with that clutter, do yeah, they you know people could do themselves a favor by okay, just forget about everything. Let me just do one thing right now, and and remove myself from the equation. Right, let me just take this and 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 just I'm just exploring. I'm just exploring, no expectations and. Focus on one user, one customer, and just listen actively to what they're saying. Forget about mm. what we're thinking for a second, right? And and it seems like it seems like a really simple thing to do, and almost seems like how can that be effective? But the the paradox there is the more people try to speed up and try to skip ahead, the slower they become. And the more mm-hmm. focused we become in the present with the current task, that actually is 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 the fastest we could go, right? Because yeah, when we focus on the current task, we'll eventually get it right. So at least we have one stepping stone done, right? Whereas somebody could be trying to skip ahead for months and months and months, and they never figure out first base. They never yeah. create the first cornerstone. And after months, they could still be spinning their wheels, be in the same place. So it's really about just dropping all the white noise and just focusing on the first thing, which is the user. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think this, I I don't know why. I mean, I've been in the coaching um, space and in the wellness space as well. And I think that um, what you share here is very similar to like self-development, self-growth. I think it goes hand in hand with like building a business and the great you have to kind of like build. Like it's it's like one and the other are kind of like the same as, or in, or interchangeable in a sense or it, interconnected. It completely is interchangeable because this is actually just a subset of self-growth. It's just self-growth within the business or startup. Actually, it's even like a, like a, a smaller subset. Like this, is, this self-growth is really big. And then you have business self-growth and then you have startup self-growth, right? Mm. So, so yeah, no, I mean, it's, we, we, we can never achieve more than we know. So it, it's, it's really about um, reinventing ourselves, uh, getting new knowledge, right? Building new habits along the way. So yeah. our perception of, of what is, like you were saying, like, you know, when we meet a roadblock, we don't want to put it down because we're so invested in it. But at the same time, yeah. Is such an enlightening experience because now we're recalibrating our intuition to something that is closer to reality, and that's mm. and then that that process is so important because as a startup founder, we have to make the right decisions, right? So without without yeah. going through the pain, we'll never be able to make quick decisions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is I I love everything. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> What would you say as a as a founder or someone that is yeah starting out like what's the right balance between like intuition um and and just I guess the practicality of this is not working and it's just not going to move forward versus like trusting that intuition piece. Oh. I would say in the beginning 
I'd be very careful about trusting my own intuition <laughs> um, because our intuition is geared um, to the experiences in our life. So my first three businesses, I did major face plants and wasted literally millions of dollars and years of my time. And it was just painful. And now hindsight being 2020, what happened was I try to use my intuition and my, my mindset that I developed before I started up. Right. And so where, where does our mindset come from? It comes from, for example, schooling, right? This in school, it's all about, all right, who could get the highest grade and get the high, you know, the A, you know, the SAT, right? Like who could get the highest grade and get into the best college. Right. Um, or when we see commercials, when we see commercials or movies, all the products that we see have gone through a lot of experimentation, a lot of like iterations until it's like almost perfect. Right. And so in our minds, we think that's what a product should look like from day one. Right. But they don't show us everything that happened before that. Right. And so we're, we're like bombarded with, with, with these, um, I would say like mental frameworks that when that are effective when you're living your life day to day. But as soon as we go into a startup setting, it's no longer effective. It's actually almost a complete opposite, right? Things are messy. Things are ugly. <laughs> Things are not like so structured, right? It's, um, and, and that, and that's, that, that, that's the, that's the challenge that every single founder has to, has to go up against to see if they can, break out of that mold and recreate a, a new mental structure. I think what you said is really powerful because um, the majority of us kind of go into it, like I said, having this idea and then like, tr like trying to trust this intuition. But um, I, I, I feel like sometimes we don't know truly how to discern the, the intuition versus like this really dis big desire or even fear. So just kind of dropping that and creating a new mental model going in is probably perhaps your best bet in developing it as you go. No, no, that was a great summary. And you've, you've gone through the process. So actually the startup lab is how do we recreate our, our mental framework by mm -hmm. doing small actions, right? By doing one interview at a time, doing it scientifically, uh, repeating the process and adapting to it each time. And slowly but surely our mental model is changing over the course of a few weeks. Uh, yeah. Until after a couple of months, you look back and like, wow, I've got, I've, I've come so far, <laughs> right? The, the the same world looks so different to me now. Right? Yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's the beautiful thing about what we've created was that we we create baby steps so that if anyone has the grit and the desire to walk through the motions, they will be transformed one hundred percent. And at the same time, if, yeah. if if they decide not to go through the motions, then they will not be transformed 100%. <laughs> so it's really, it's really about just, just going step by step. I think that's the, that's the thing that we've, we've created for, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So for the last cohort, when it comes specifically to Web3 and crypto, what were your takeaways? Um, yeah, as a team, like what were your takeaways? Well, it was an eye-opener for us too because – um, and, and I, and I guess this is the reason why I'm sharing this is to encourage people who are not from web three to, to join web three. Um, yeah. 
and also encourage people in Web3 to sort of re, re, reset themselves, right? Um, yeah. Because we're, we're going to the new age of Web3. Like what worked before may not work tomorrow, right? So for us, it's a huge learning experience. The first time I ever downloaded a crypto wallet, I mean, and I was like the last one out of all my friends, right? And people actually try to pay me in Bitcoin. Like, no, no just give me cash, <laughs> right? So I was, I was like really resistant to it. So the first time I downloaded a crypto wallet was actually uh, March 15th mm. of this year. Okay. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm just putting things into perspective yeah. and, and I was, I was actually quite afraid. My team was quite afraid because we were geared to do um, an, a more agnostic program. And, but what happened was we just said, all right, let's try it. And we didn't know which parts would overlap, which parts would be different. And so what we did was we, we broke it down. We worked with Trevor, we worked with a few mentors, we broke it down and okay, these are the things that seem to um, overlap from a general startup scene and the Web3 startup scene, right? Mm. And so, and they just, we just went with it. And instead of us creating a lot of content, we just we just in, invited uh, mentors who have started Web3 businesses to to share um, yeah. what, right, their, their, their experience. And, and in the end, we, we found out that it was, uh, about 90% the same. The, uh, of course, 10% mm. the Web3 stuff, right? And so, yeah. so during that process, the question was, you know, what do we find out about crypto? We found out that um, although Bitcoin started in, in what, 2009, 2010-ish, yeah. so it's about, uh, it's been over a decade, we've only scratched the tip of the iceberg, right? There's There's tens of thousands of, of cryptocurrencies and dApps being built on Ethereum. On on Bitcoin, we just activated smart contracts last year, right? And, and in comparison, there's only a few hundred uh, startups on Bitcoin. So that's that's like a like a hundred percent or hundred times difference. So Bitcoin is yeah. just started. Ethereum is way up here. So if I compare it to the U.S. in the days of the Wild Wild West, Ethereum sort of like East Coast. It's there, it's got its important value, but Bitcoin is like going west. It's like before mm-hmm. San Francisco was even discovered as a gold mine. Right? Yeah. And it's a huge land grab right now because you can almost do anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you could do almost anything. So that was like the biggest takeaway. Um, the other takeaway I got is because uh, when I started um, the pre accelerator in China, we were hitting like the middle to tail end of Web 2. So by then, all the low-hanging fruit was gone, right? You had like every single market was crowded, and if you want to innovate something, it has to be like super awesome. But yeah, but yeah, it just it, it was just so much pressure, right? But but on stacks and Bitcoin, the market is so huge, but there's almost no competitors. <laughs> so 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 you have it as a as a founder, you don't you first of all you don't need as big of a team. Number two, you don't need as many resources. And number three, there's just like these really elegant super low-hanging fruit that you could you could create in a month or two months and 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 you could take off right and so th- those are the main takeaways i was it was very refreshing i guess yeah. if i had to some some it was just refreshing you know i was learning all the time and it was it's just like like you 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 found a new new place and no one's touched it yet <laughs> right 
He's like, like, is yeah. this real? Yeah, is this real? Is this real? <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think what you said it, it it translates in other areas to where, it, like you said, everything's so new. We're so early. We're kind of like birthing this new thing, kind of taking shape of everything else. Um, not everything. Like we're building it as we go, and um, I think people don't like haven't truly been able to capitalize on that either and um i love seeing like what you you are creating and and building in the space because it i think that's going to help so much the individual and then obviously the community to grow from there as well thank you so um what would you say are the areas of growth when it comes to crypto oh wow this is a huge question um Maybe if we talk about it in the context of stacks and Bitcoin, it might be easier. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I think um, a lot of people have been watching the news over the last few months, right? There's a we're in the crypto winter, and they're um, centralized finance. They're, they're saying we'll help we'll help you trade crypto products, but we'll we're in charge of all your money. So when this company goes goes bust, uh, your money disappears with them. Right. So I think I think people are wising up to this. And so one huge thing is on stacks and Bitcoin is we're unlocking non-custodial solutions. So smart contracts control everything. So even when I have my Bitcoin or other stacks or other currency on this platform, if the founders decide to run away, it doesn't matter. It will default back into my own account. Right. Mm -hmm. So so the. Anything that has to do with this kind of application is going to be huge. So it could be a decentralized exchange. It could be uh, loans. It could be derivatives. And actually, each one of those markets can be segmented and then segmented. Because if you add them up, it's actually like a quadrillion dollar um, asset class if you add them all up, right? So that's yeah. that's in decentralized finance. Just so many opportunities. Uh, we really just scratched the tip of the iceberg. Like I said, it's like 1% there. Right. The other is um, another uh, new asset class that blockchain created is the NFT. Right. Is the NFT. Yeah. And NFTs uh, got a huge boost last year because people found out, wow, you could do art collectibles, but digitized. Right. It's just like the physical thing, but it's in the digital world. You know, and yeah. there, it can only be one. And and so that was a killer app that that showed the whole world the potential NFTs. But art is, if you take art out of all the asset classes in the world, it's just a sliver, right? Mm. Like think about all the other a- a- asset classes, like patents, um, uh, property, uh, all types of different kind of ownership, right? If you add those up, that's that's another a few quadrillion dollars, right? And so yeah. anything within any kind of application between NFT and some kind of asset class potentially could be the next billion dollar, next billion dollar opportunity. Right. And, and yeah. then there's a lot of them, right? Because a billion is just, is just, um, one millionth, one millionth of, of a quadrillion, right? It's just one millionth of a quadrillion. <laughs> yeah. That's a billion. So the, the, the possibilities are, are, is almost unfathomable right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, it connects back to the other point that you were making. And, and I, as somebody that's been in the marketing space, um, I think that 
a lot of people come into it saying that we need to create new skills or like new ideas and actually if you the foundation of everything like is what's needed so if you have a good foundation in whether it's like building a business or in marketing you can build upon that in web3 it's not like you're starting from zero because i feel like a lot of the times there's some intimidation that you have to come into the space and like reinvent yourself completely. And it's kind of like, no, you have your foundation and you build up from there. It's like a compound over time. No, I completely agree with that. And that's, that's what the startup lab does is it helps bridge that. Right. Um, because the, the trick with any, I'm just going to talk about startup concept. So the trick with doing a startup is, is actually just being in the mix because a lot of times we underestimate the value of a beginner's mind, right? If if we look at if we look at all the disruption in the world, ninety nine percent of the time it is not some expert in that field that does a disruption, right? For example, yeah. let's talk about um, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. They were not like the computer titans of that of that industry. <laughs> They're like 18, 19, 20 year olds, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, uh, so with, with hobbies, with hobbies, and they disrupted it. Um, if you yeah. fast forward, uh, Yahoo or Google was Google um, the head of um, basically, basically Google's like a massive advertising engine, right? Were they um, mm. these advertising gurus? They were not. They knew nothing about it, right? And if you look at um, even even when Elon Musk went into the electric vehicle automobile industry, people were laughing at him. People were like. Who do you think you are? It's already this this market is already carved up globally. There's no way you could succeed. Like you you know nothing about this. You're doing payment on internet. Why do you think you could do this? Yeah. Disrupted it, right? <laughs> and and actually these are just the famous examples. If you look at you know yeah. if you look at if you if we really look at all the examples, 99 percent of the time it's the beginner's mind going to a new industry that disrupts it, right? Mm. Right? Because they're not burdened by by all the you know inertia and you know like. Yeah. After being in a field for 10 years, oh, this is how it must be done, right? And then it becomes like, yeah. you know, the, that that's it's actually the enemy of innovation. Yeah. 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 It's like, again, you're like, you're only coloring within the lines because that's all you can see. That's like, you've set these parameters, um, like this illusion in, in a sense, and you can't see beyond that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, innovation is coloring outside the lines. And as a beginner, we, we, we don't know where the lines are. And so it'll, it'll from, it'll, it's almost like a piece of art, right? We, we go into this new environment with a beginner's mind and then we interpret it in our way from another industry. And then we start creating something and that, and that's beautiful. And those, those are, those are, that's where all this disruption comes from is a cross pollination, yeah. right? So um, I guess going back to the crypto, like, we're in a bear market, obviously, like you said, the winter. Did you come in during a little bit, like the tail end of a bull market, right? Or like right at the tail end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it just like it flopped. Like, um, yeah, like not even 60 days and it, and it flopped. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your like, I guess, experience from like that little bit of time that you got to experience the bull market in crypto and then now bear market? Like what's the differences um, that you've been able to kind of pick up on? Well, I've been doing research on this for a while. And what I noticed Mm -hmm. was that, um, well, there's a, I think a lot of people have heard of the Kauffman Association. It's a nonprofit association that, that is the biggest one in the world. It's a 
basically empowers entrepreneurs globally, and um, especially in the U.S. and and they they did they did a study, and they wanted to find out what percentage of these um, Fortune 500 companies were created during a bear market. You know what they found is about two thirds, about sixty six percent. Okay, wow. okay, and then you know you might have heard of some of these companies if we go back a hundred years, like Disney, General Motors, um, Hilton, um, IBM. Um, if you want to do something like more recent, right, then you probably heard of Apple and Microsoft, right? We're also created during recession, right? And we want to, if you, you want to keep fast forwarding, like for example, maybe, um, in 2008, we've heard of Airbnb yeah. and Uber, and those are just like two out of like the many, many that, that came out during yeah. that time. Right. So, so, and, and it's going to be the same time this time. Why? Because it's actually easier to start up in a bear market. Why? Because. It's not like a fad. Like when the market's hot and, and VC and investors are throwing money around, right? And crypto prices or whatever the prices of that time is skyrocketing, everyone tries to jump yeah. in. Everyone tries to jump in. It's a fashion. <laughs> but then when, bear when, when it's a bear market, people are like, all the pretenders are gone. And then so yeah. as a founder, you don't have to compete with so many people to do marketing. There's just not as many people doing marketing. So your marketing dollars go a lot further. Also, when, it, when there's a bear market, all the salaries go down. Right. So your cost of running mm. a business goes down. Right. And a lot of the talent that used to that would be sucked up by the big companies or the fast growing companies in a bull market, when those shatter and break apart, they have to find other opportunities. So a lot of talent is on the market for cheap. As well as yeah. the big companies, they're like, Oh my God, what happened? Like entire divisions are gone, right? And what does that give startups? Opportunities to capture the market. So it's actually yeah. much better to to start up in a bear market. And that's why um, Disney, Microsoft, Apple, Airbnb, Uber, the list just goes on and on and on. These companies are all conceived during a bear market. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And because I think there's like opportunity in, in kind of like in, in a space that, yeah, it's just opportunity. Rather, when there's a bull market, we, there, like you said, there was just so many players coming in, big companies coming in, celebrities also building things. And it's just like the hype of it all. Yeah, the hype. It's insane, right? <laughs> yeah. So what are you most bullish on right now um, with Stacks or whatever, what project, other, I mean, that you like or anything in general? Oh, well, there's, I'm, I'm bullish on, multiple aspects of stacks because it unlocked smart contracts on top of bitcoin right so mm. potentially um utilizing a a it's like a hundred billion a few hundred billion dollar asset class and when we hit the next bull run which is in about 18 months bitcoin's having in april of 2024 it's going to easily get into the trillions right so smart contracts yeah. is one of like the the big innovations of the blockchain because it, it basically uh, automates a lot of stuff, right? It automates a lot of things and can cut out a lot of the inefficiencies in our world. And so, like I said, 1% realized on Bitcoin, right? Ethereum is like 100 times uh, bigger and more developed, but we'll find out that there's a lot of things that were built on Ethereum because there's no option to build it on build it on, on Bitcoin. But now with the stacks and Bitcoin, we're going to find out a lot of things are actually more efficiently built on Bitcoin. 
right? And so, so there's there's going to be a lot of exploration in this in this field, and I'm really excited to see our next cohort and the in the subsequent yeah. cohorts. We're going yeah, for I'm excited too. 300 teams in the next 12 oh, months. Oh wow! 300, new, three, <gasps> 300, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. well, I can't wait to see the teams that come up. When is um the last day to apply or okay well there's there's technically there's like never a last day to apply because we always have more cohorts <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. for but for, for, for this, this one, one yeah for this one we have it's november 18th is when we're going to kick it off and uh-huh. and the last day to apply is about november 7th right uh-huh. yeah. and then we're doing something different this time so the the huge takeaway for this time is that before we reviewed almost 700 applications and we took only 25 teams, you were one of the 25 teams, right? And then what happened to the other like 650 people, right? We're going to make sure that no one is left out this time. So yes, we're still going to have our VIP uh, class for the for the best teams, uh, such as yourself, but the people that just apply this time, we'll allow them to be, we'll give them, we'll give them access to a all entrepreneurs discord channel where they can find co-founders. Mm. And we'll release all the content to them so they can do self-training with each other. Oh, that's right? amazing. So so the next time we have a recruitment cycle, they may become ready, right? To get yeah, the VIP yeah. treatment. So they've this done time the, the like pre-work in a sense. Yeah, they've done a pre-work. So this time we're not gonna leave anyone down. Just for applying, um, we will help you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love this. I'm yeah. paying it forward too, getting yeah. more people in. Yes. yes. So <laughs> um how do you find balance now? Like there's so much technology, there's a lot of business and like the time zones, like what's, what's, how do you find balance in your life to keep sane? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe I can <laughs> come back to you on the answer. That's, that's the one thing that I, I feel like I'm always recalibrating my life, like mm-hmm. always rebalancing. Like it's like, uh, um, I guess with, with growth comes with, with, with um the the responsibility of rebalancing yourself right so you know six months before it was like have to read a lot of stuff um have to talk to a lot of mentors and just learn from everyone right and now that as i was saying before now now that that cornerstone is in place i find myself having our team learn about new stuff right to, yeah. to build another corner cornerstone, so I feel I feel like it's I'm always I'm always trying to rebalance, right? So I don't I don't know yeah. maybe maybe don't think about it so much. Maybe it's like okay, I mean life happens in chapters, right? Or or or, mm-hmm. or stages. So whatever stage we're we're in, I mean I, I think it's it's pretty obvious, you know, what is important to us, and then based on yep. what's important to us, what's that one thing we have to we have to do first in order to achieve what's important to us. And just focus on that one, yeah. one thing because usually it's like 10 things, right? But then yeah. out of those 10 things, maybe one is the most important. And the idea is, you know, let's, let me get that out of the way. So then I only have nine things to worry about <laughs> and then get the other <laughs> one, right? right? And, and then just yeah. keep, keep, on, keep on knocking them out until, oh, okay, done, right? But then be mentally prepared that now there's going to be new 10 things <laughs> to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so true. I always, I feel like when we're going through a, a challenge, we're like, okay, after this, everything's going to be okay. And then we're like hit again with life. And it's like, no, it's it's a constant, it's adulting. But, adulting is hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. You, you get hit with life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> 
So um, <clears throat> what's one habit that you do either for business or for yourself that, that really supports you? What's one habit that that I can you rephrase that so I can understand? Yeah. So it what's like one thing that you do um no matter what, like kind of weekly or either daily that that kind of helps you prime for work or even in your own personal life? Oh. Um I think it's for me is about trying to be mindful mm-hmm. but at the same time being productive meaning that it's very easy for me to get like sort of immersed into what I'm doing and then like um, it could be like I forget to eat a meal or I could be staying up very late, right? Like these things that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you just sort of get into it, right? But yeah, and, and and that that's sort of like we get so busy, we become not mindful. So yeah. so I, I try to remind myself to recalibrate, even take a breather, and just just you know clear my mind, right? Yeah. Or go for a walk, just something to just break the routine, so yeah, I can yeah. reset myself. Because I, I noticed that the biggest mistakes I make are when I go too long without recalibrating. Right. And and yeah. so and so I, I think it's important to recalibrate even a few times a day. Yeah, that's powerful. Like you said, either a walk or like a breather, just kind of stepping away from the day to day or what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so we're coming to the tail end of our conversation. It's been really incredible. Um, what's maybe like if somebody, it's a founder or anybody really coming into the space, what's one like advice that you can give them or one, yeah, insight for them? Where can they start in crypto? I think the, I don't know if it's advice. I just, just, I just shared what's worked for me. Um, it's never too early to get started, uh, to join a community and to to learn a science. Because yeah. a lot of things is just about it's about muscle memory. The the sooner we get started, the sooner we'll succeed. But I, I find yeah. a lot of people waste their lives away, procrastinate, or make excuses like, oh, you know, I'm gonna work here for another two years, I'm gonna do this for another year. And then they keep putting their dream off. They keep putting off what they're meant to do in this life. Yeah. Right? Don't wait, just do today. Even if it is like just reading one article about crypto, right? Even if it, even yeah. if it's like a five minute read, or even if it is like, oh, let me call my friend Vinay, or let me call my friend Albert, and let, you know, hey, what are you guys doing there? Like, what what's all the hype about, <laughs> right? Even if it's like these little things, they they compound mm-hmm. over time, and they give us a courage to to sort of, you know, because it's sort of like testing the water, right? Before you jump in, you're gonna, oh, you know, get acclimated to the temperature. And then you jump in, right? Yeah. So these these little 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 acts of of learning about crypto um, will build up to allow you to mm. go full in, all in, right? Yeah. So it's never too yeah, early to get that. started. Yeah. Yeah. So the last part is a lightning round. So I ask you a series of questions, and you try to answer them as concise <laughs> and as fast as possible. Right? Okay. All right. <laughs> Are all you right. ready? 
All right. What's your favorite book? Oh, the Power of Now by okay, Eckhart Tolle. Your go-to drink. Yeah, yeah, your go-to drink. <laughs> um. Ooh. Uh, I, I was about to say a a um. Uh, it's been a long time. Like a like a gin and tonic. Ooh. <laughs> um. One thing you can't stand. Uh. And and you know this is I'm annoyed when I do this myself, but it it also annoys me when other people do it. <laughs> is when is when is when they get stuck, right? Or they they don't mm-hmm. have the courage to to just try it. That it, yeah. that that really scares me and annoys me. What do you value most right now? Time. What's your favorite place on earth? Uh, home. Okay. And what do you love most about yourself right now? Mm, that I'm helping people become the best versions of themselves and that I've stayed true to my to my vision. The reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. Albert, it's been such a pleasure chatting and connecting with you. Thank, thank you, you thank so you. much for taking the time. And thank you for asking all the right questions. Yeah, so where can people connect with you? Okay, the the best way is if you want to learn about us, you could go to on Twitter at web3startuplab or you could go to web3startuplab.io and read about our program and also you can apply there as well. Yeah. Great. So I'll share all of your links in yes. in the show notes and yeah. I hope you have a lovely a lovely rest of the day. Yeah, thank you Vinay. This is awesome. Looking forward to next time. Thank you for tuning in. I so appreciate you being here. My intention with this podcast is to empower you to walk into another world feeling confident. Through powerful conversations, we can build this bridge together. If you love this conversation, please leave a review on iTunes. And if you're feeling extra generous, share this episode with a friend who's curious too. To stay connected, find me on Twitter and IG at Vibes. See you next week when we unravel a little bit more.